hair flip. Oh. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You have made it officially to the 10th episode. Oh, Maybe the last episode because I have to 10 fingers. <laughs> this is <laughs> no. double digits. I thought that it would be over long before this, but here we are. Yes. Thought we were going to get canceled. <laughs> Those producers were going to come down hard on us. No! Well, they didn't, and here we are. And I don't know about you guys, but I am super excited for what's coming up. I mean, yes, I know what's coming up. You guys don't, so that gives me a little bit more buffer room to be excited, but (laughs) still, (laughs) you should be too. Like, siphon from my excitement radius. No, no, we we left off on a... uh, uh, Mm, a cliffhanger, or this? I think there's a better term for it. <laughs> a a uh, goblin glider. That's the one. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was reminded yes. shortly before we began recording again. Yes. That that's a thing that we have to deal yeah, with. You had blocked deal it with. out of your mind. I think you mean it's a thing that we have to enjoy thoroughly. <laughs> you know, you guys have some options, but which one's the most fun? Goblin glider. I like the catapult idea. I thought that was pretty good, too. Why not both? Mm. Yeah, why not both? <laughs> These are not mutually exclusive. Listen, you got to launch those gliders somehow. Exactly. The only thing better than goblins and trebuchets is flaming skeletons and trebuchets. Mm. Mm. Ooh, when is the new tabletop system, goblins and trebuchets, coming out? I want to play that. Okay. <laughs> Copyright that make quick. This happen. Yeah, that's what this video is. The second we put it out, it is officially owned by us. These are our ideas. Do not steal. (laughs) Tabletop OC, do not steal. (laughs) But I think, since I'm so excited, that we're just going to get this thing going. What do you guys say? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do this. The Garagatal begin to awake from its slumber. A beast of many eyes, many mouths, and many limbs. You have wrenched a piece free, stolen it away. How long before the beast comes calling? Let's find out, shall we, as we delve back into the tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 1, Chapter 10! Chapter 10! Chapter 10! Grabbed at gunpoint from his home and dragged to a dilapidated building, the captured man now stares up out of fearful eyes at a Costojek liquidator pistol. The armored Yasoki holding it is flanked by a very eager-looking space goblin, grinning savagely. A contemplative floats near a covered window with beady but piercing eyes staring out. A fully intact SRO unit peers down at the man. So, now begins the kicking, right? We kick and kick until bones crack? There might be more subtle and effective ways of interrogating this individual. Those parameters would be suboptimal. No. We need to know what we are dealing with inside. I'll look over to our prisoner. What's your name, Kopeng? He looks up at you with an expression of apprehension, a little bit of fear, 
but you also see the spark of resistance in his eyes, and he doesn't say anything as you address him directly. Hmm. Um, 5e would like to adjust his uh, voice amplifier to a decibel level that that oh, organism boy. will hopefully find uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you going to do ASMR in his ear? Like, super quiet? Just whistle? No more... <laughs> Yes, but the opposite of that. Oh, Welcome to the sure 5e torture session. <laughs> yeah, I, I want it to still be in that quiet talking voice, but at the same time, it's super loud. Mm. <laughs> We're really hoping that we won't have to remove any of your limbs. All right, so that's a plus two on my intimidate. I'm just kind of learning how foundry works, because, you know. I love this. I'm sure it's like, yeah, that was pretty intimidating. It's like, let's roll <laughs> with that, Richard. <laughs> yeah, it was. So that's a result of 22. 22. You will answer him. You see him visibly recoil a little bit. He's lying on the ground, but he still manages to scoot back a little bit. And he looks up, his eyes darting between the two of you. My name's Herder Dens. Listen, I'm I'm a father, and Palmer, he, he's gonna be all by himself if you guys kill me. So maybe maybe you should just let me go. I, I won't say anything. Is is Palmer the little version of you? <laughs> I, that they usually yeah, call them children. Son. Oh oh yeah yeah that was the name of the. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We'll, okay. we'll we'll talk we, about families later. We are not here to harm anyone deliberately if we can avoid it. And my programming prohibits me from injuring children. Oh, I didn't know that. He doesn't look super reassured after you just <laughs> ASMR yelled at him. <laughs> okay. You will now answer all interrogatives. <laughs> no one needs to die here. If you give us the answers we need. And what I need to know is a layout of the facility, how many guards inside, general tactical information. If you give us this, then there's a chance that we can do this without harming anyone. I'll... I'll tell you what you want to know. How do we get into the spire? Well, there's an elevator in the center of camp. It goes all the way up to where the boss likes to spend his time. Do you know Ispen Espa? Do you, are you familiar with this name? He squints at you a little bit. He doesn't seem to comprehend, judging by just looking at him. A Sheeran. Oh, yeah, the boss took one inside the tower. Where might we find that? A few days ago. I don't know. The boss doesn't let too many people in the tower, and, you know, they, they don't let me go many places anywhere. They stick me on the wall, so. Hmm. 5v, what do you think? Is he being truthful? Should we let him go? Risk analyzation of truthfulness convincing. 23 cents motive. It seems that your intimidation 
pretty solidly took hold on him. So as far as you figure, everything he's said so far is genuine. And he seems like he's still willing to comply if, say, you had other questions. Is there? He's hesitant, yeah. but not. Hold on. Is, is there any sort of breaks in the security or easier accesses to this elevator? Just curious. Last time it was a huge fiasco. I'm sure there's going to be guards everywhere. So what do you know about accessing this place? Well, I know that... You know, there's there's the main entrance in the middle of the base, but you'd have to go through all of us if you were gonna try to do that. But uh, in them uh, the old days, the boss has talked about how there's a it was this platform where they'd bring cars to park them and take them up to the top levels or down to the bottom levels. Back when the uh, the gravity plates were still working on the dome. But these don't work anymore? Is that what you're saying? The plates? Yes. No, they, uh... You know, whatever built this place, whoever, the, the architects, they were super smart guys, and they, uh... I guess they didn't last long when uh, the universe vanished, and the uh, place just started falling apart, and no one can fix it. Everyone just left. Good. You've been most helpful. Does anyone else have questions? How many guards can we expect inside? Um, inside the camp, there's a lot. Like, a lot. Now that you, uh, drove that car into the wall, I think everybody's gonna be armed up. What if you drove another car into the wall? Or why would I do that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> given that the car has introduced other variables which seem disadvantageous, I do not believe that repeating that operation would be advisable. Well, we might be able to use them as a distraction, though, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, we can. We'll send you back. He has complied with our interrogation. I believe that to a confidence level of 0 0.01. I agree. We must not harm him. I agree. Well, Listen, uh, you... The boss is looking for you, and I don't recommend pissing him off. Does he specifically point at someone, or is he just referring to all He's of us He's just kind of referring all of you, just looking around. Okay. Tell, tell us more about your employer. What are uh, his capabilities? His name is... Swark is gore. He's uh he's our leader. He's this grizzled old Vesk that uh he's been in charge since before I was even born. Thing must be nine feet tall, maybe more. Never even heard of one so big. He's huge. He uh he tears people in half with his claws and bathes in their blood and uh you know if you mess with him he'll do that to you too. So that's kind of nasty. Uh, how, how old is this guy? He said he's been around a while. Yeah, he's, uh, he was leading the Gorgatal before I was even born. Hmm. How, how old does this guy look? 
late 30s, early 40s. Okay, that's just interesting. Do we have like a timeline on Vesk? I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like when did this whole thing occur? All right, uh, why don't you all give me a culture check? Vesks are fairly common from where you guys come from. Okay. Scrub 16 for 5e. Also a 16. It's culture. How about you, Pons? It's funny, I just like automatically tried to reach for some dice off to the side. <laughs> it just played yesterday. I, mean, I don't think we right. have, we don't have any rule about rolling in locally if we wanted to, right? It's a 17. Not really. 16, 17. 16, and 17. Okay. So you know that Vesk are these lizard-esque creatures that are usually like seven feet tall or so. They have small spikes on their chins and on their foreheads, and they're these hulking, muscular creatures covered in scales, and they are the dominant race on their planet. In fact, the dominant race in their solar system because they're so warlike that they go out and just conquer everything they can. There was, in fact, a several hundred year war that happened between the Pact Worlds and the Viscarium, which is where they come from, that only just recently ended. Um, as far as how long they live, uh, it's something like 80 years plus 1d20 or something okay. along those lines. So it's similar to a human lifespan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that was my thought. I was just like, there's if we know this guy's been in charge for a really long time, almost like an unknown amount of time, and he's just huge. Yeah. Like, well, something might be affecting him. What's, what's interesting we'll is uh, since we know that the quote the sin that uh victor was it the the priest yep. of Dryon mm -hmm. uh told us about that happened 82 years ago according to my notes which if uh you're correct and if you're if you're saying that re it only recently would have ended for us that means it was probably still ongoing right for this timeline or this universe whatever it is when when like the timelines diverged it would have still been going that's the impression you got when you talked to victor you know you guys checked your clocks and they were more or less the same so theoretically yeah okay huh. so so likely the only thing that stopped that war was uh not being able to travel to your adversary any longer <laughs> that's very possible Okay, cool. This guy's been actually a lot more useful then. <laughs> good. We Some people thought. just want to live. Uh-huh. Okay, I kind of want to turn to Uzi and look at him and be like, you said something about... Kicking? Uh, oh, no, no, before that, before that. Something about no. being able to glide back into... No, it's, uh, let's, let's go into the other room. Out. We'll uh, excuse ourselves. Yes, I, I mean, I can glide into the other room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All, All right, so you just kind of leave him tied up on the floor there and head into the other room? Yeah, I don't want him okay. to catch wind of our plan. So I think what I would like to do, and you guys can throw in your suggestions, um, this guy can be our distraction, right? We can send him in through the gate that we blew a hole in. Mm -hmm. at the same time that we are gliding in from the other side. 
Yeah, I want to see him like like pulling up and like not actually injured, but he's like duct tape in like a stretcher and he like creaks up to the front. That's what I want to see visually. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, and they're like, That's oh my gosh, what happened to him? He's just wheels. taped up and fine. Weirdly specific and kind of Hannibal Lectory, actually. <laughs> just a hair. I think I I've seen, it. speaking of Hannibal Lecter, I think I've seen a uh, few movies related to that character in which similar <laughs> things like, I don't know, a wheelchair on fire, things of that nature were well, happening. Hmm. Here's a thought. We could plant false plans with him, send him in as an even bigger distraction. What other ideas could we possibly convince him of? We could try to burrow under the city. Oh, that's probably unrealistic. Hmm. We would need a very large pneumatic drill for that. Yeah. Well, we got to tell him something. No, I. that could work. If we s just start asking him questions about the underground beneath the facility, he'll get the idea, and it will be subtle enough. And if, if w most of our questions from here on revolve around the sewer network beneath, I think that they might divert some of their forces down below. <laughs> I don't know. This, is, this whole situation cracks me up too much. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're let's screwed. Do, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, about that underground, huh? How much stealth do you guys have? Because I have, like, none. Like, oh my gosh. How is this actually going to go? That's what I'm so curious about now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we'll, uh, like, uh, th the rest of our interrogation, I guess, will be asking about, like, the facilities underground, the conditions of the soil, like, stuff that would suggest that there's going to be a underground raid or assault. I'll, th I'll throw in some very robotic questions dealing with like foundation members and <laughs> their, their load bearing weights and relative angles and whatnot. And how many members in your union? Are you still getting dental out there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then, why don't you guys go ahead and give me a bluff check? Who's leading that? It's a good question. So you guys are gonna head back out here, and you start. Yeah. I'm not a good asking liar. this guy not, not about, <laughs> uh, you know, undergrounds, uh, how the piping works. You know, is are there any inconveniently located bank vaults in the way? Things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you guys got? All right, yeah, I'll go ahead. I assist. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same because I should not be primary actor on this. So I assist with a 13. Okay, that was a 12. Didn't, didn't roll and super well. And both assists, so that's a 16 total. So you guys go back in, you start asking him about all the underground layouts and throw in a few other dummy decoy questions. And, you know, he's following along, answering as best he can, but Aside from going into the sewer system, he knows literally nothing about that. But uh, it seems to you that you've at least planted some sort of seed within his mind, whether ever, that takes or not. Have you ever heard say. of mole people? Yeah, they like pop up from underneath the ground. Mole I, I people? Like, yeah, yeah, I, they might be around here. I don't entirely know, though. Are they like mutants? Um, like everything else in this city? Probably. probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Uh -huh. Mole people. 
as part of the questions here. You're like radicalizing this guy for conspiracy theories. Yeah, exactly. 5e's not entirely certain that that's part of the plan to see the plot, but he doesn't want to ruin it, so he's not going to say anything. Oh, they've been around the whole city so many more people. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought he was going to blow our cover. Oh, it's so great. Well, totally they've been all around the city, never seeing any more people, not once. <laughs> <laughs> all right so like i said you kind of get the impression that you know he's been led in a certain direction whether or not that works kind of hard to say but you've given it your best okay wait i figure we have about one day to get ready after that we need to let him go otherwise it will arouse suspicions even greater than what we thought we might even get searching parties so let's get to work. I would suggest 24 hours be the maximum. How do we want to deliver the package back to the front door? It's kind of like pointing over That the sounded body. ominous. <laughs> We're going to need some supplies. Uh, all right, so go back to uh, another room again. Get out, of, <laughs> get out of his earshot. Uzi will uh, stay there and guard him. No worries. Sure. Uh, we need supplies to get ready to infiltrate this place. I have an idea, but I need the GM's permission. <laughs> Sorry, was we'll in another room. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam. Yes. There aren't a lot of merchants around uh, this, you know. What are you guys talking about? I've placed them everywhere. City. You guys have just gone the wrong direction every oh, single time. That makes sense. Would it be possible to using you. using my engineering would it be possible to deconstruct items back into upbs at like their, around their sell value i would and say that's that, pretty reasonable, that way i can craft honestly. them into other things okay uh yeah. so then what is bp upbs are i think it's universal polymer base Oh. It is generic crafting component that all things can be made out of. Wow. That's yeah, and they are directly fancy. equivalent to one credit per, per one UPB. And they're like yeah. these little grain-like things. And yeah. they, you get a bag worth for a credit, you know. Crafting rice. Huh. Yeah, they're crafting rice. Do not it's like, eat. It's like 3D printing <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Got it. Except Got you cool. can 3D print literally anything, including like drinks and food and <laughs> weapons and ammunition. Welcome explosive. to the future. That's okay. right. <laughs> so uh, what will it take to do that, to, to break a thing down? You're going to have to give me an engineering check. And because you guys are in such a dire circumstance, I won't be too mean, but it's not going to be a terribly easy check either. Okay. Is that... Uh, engineering check per item we want to break down or can I like create a thing that breaks other things down <laughs> now that might be a little bit more difficult to do uh, individually I think you could do that by hand and then we could talk about so this whole place you know. is made out of Legos yes oh my goodness <laughs> the world is Legos <laughs> 
to a point. Wow. Microscopic <laughs> Mainly it's Legos. gears. Oh, okay. You can't just go grab a piece of the wall and like hit it with a pickaxe three times and boom, you suddenly have all the UPPs you need. <laughs> what? Why not? Oh man, they just shifted games altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd like to scavenge for like some duct tape, wood pieces, anything like that as well. Okay. Uh, anyone who's going to go out and start scavenging, first off, tell me how you're going to do it, and then I'm going to need survival checks from people. Scriff, as far as you know, what you're breaking down, for now you'll probably have to do individual, but like I said, we can kind of figure out how to make that work later, because I like where your head's at. I like where you're going. Okay. Yeah, maybe down the road I will uh, make a device that can deconstruct things. But uh, okay. Yeah. So what do we? What resources do we want to throw at this project? Because we need to make gliders. And yeah, uh, how how many UPBs do we need to make four gliders? I'm also curious. Like, what does the goblin know of like material list wise that we need? Human skin. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the ideal. (laughs) But, you know, you might not have too much of that. Uzi looks over at the one guy you kidnapped. Uh, (laughs) We can make one (laughs) glider. (laughs) Uh, You can certainly consult Uzi, and he can go out with you guys and start scavenging if you want. And then maybe, depending on what you guys find out there, Scriff could fill in with what's missing with the UPVs that he breaks us down into. Okay. Okay. All right, so got survival checks for me. Yeah, in, in our 5e, he actually was going to assist Scriff because he has a built-in survival um, survival mod. And he, he's very confident in the power of this heuristic, and he got a uh, natural one for a seven on that check. <laughs> so he's going to super help so Scriff much. a lot. <laughs> he's going to help you so, so much and be really, really eager about it. So have fun with that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Pawns, uh, Uzi will go with you to okay. look around for stuff, and that'll provide you a bit of a bonus on okay. your roll. So why don't you go ahead and give me a survival roll. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's basically you guys sneaking around here and there and lifting up chairs, and Uzi's like, oh, that looks amazing, and it's some rotted meat, and you're like, mm, maybe not that. <laughs> That's uh, not what we're looking for as a 16. <laughs> But it's delicious. <laughs> Take it with you. Let's keep searching. <laughs> Sixteen. And then again, I'm gonna need engineering from Scriff. So Pawns, you know this city is abandoned, and as far as you guys have seen so far, it was abandoned with some amount of haste. So a lot of stuff has just been left lying around. Mm-hmm. You actually do a fairly good job of finding pipes that were sticking out of walls and yeah i could see like picture you know, frames sheets, or, that kind of things yeah yeah there there's there's a lot of pieces of wood potential around here so cool. you guys will collect a fair amount of stuff back in the apartment scriff is working on breaking the stuff down and Ivy is trying to help, and he's like, you know, if you you were to move this aside, and he just like puts his finger in the middle of it and knocks things over, tools are falling off the counter, and he's hurting more than helping. <laughs> These methods have been factory tested. You should make the f- you should weld the fuse at this point. 
if we use this window. <laughs> I will demonstrate. <laughs> uh, Scriff got a 19 on the engineering check. All right. Okay. Solid. Solid. All right. So it's like, Paul, it's, like, it's not my best work, but it will it's, maybe do. I'm sure it's very good for a goblin. <laughs> yeah. So. Pawns and Uzi bring back a pile of stuff and drop it onto the ground. There's bed sheets, there's poles, there's beams, there's all sorts of stuff that look like it has pretty good potential. And, you know, goblins have a, like, their expectation of how good things are going to be is, like, way down low. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your guys' expectation may be a little bit higher. So just looking over the equipment, Scriff, you immediately notice that some of it is going to be incredibly unhelpful. Uh, like heavy lead pipes, probably not the best frames for this thing. You know. Five e just are those weights? Five e shifts a few things around in the pile and looks up at ponds and goes, "Is this meat?" Wow. Yeah, it was a snack for Uzi for later. I didn't want him gnawing at the leg of, leg of our. Uh, because he's yeah. slowly sliding over uh -huh. to like try to pick it up. <laughs> that seems unsanitary, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uzi shrugs, smiles, and then. <laughs> okay. So, with the UPBs you have and with this equipment, you could probably make one solidly sized glider. If you wanted to make more, you might need more equipment. One glider, meaning one that can fit one of us. One good-sized glider that you could probably stuff a few people on. A few I'll, people. I'll, I'll fly above it. Yeah. Out of view. I mean, there's only a few of us. Yeah. The type of glider that it would be extremely dangerous to fly three people on, you know. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds okay with me. Like, even one is pushing it. <laughs> three. <laughs> You guys have got balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that means we got to make another one. Uh, should we throw equipment at this one, or well, are we going to scavenge again? It's up to you guys how I, you want to do it. Grab Uzi so and fly what you're him with me. Seeing oh. is that the UPBs will make better equipment, but it's mm. also not as cost effective. So it's kind of how sturdy versus how expensive do you want it to be? Okay. Uh, Is this guy carrying anything that could help us? I don't think we actually got a loot list from him. Yeah, let's see. You took his combat knife, his radio, his gun, and his handcuffs, which you guys have conveniently left on him attached to him indeed <laughs> yes okay oh okay <laughs> okay um armor uh this guy has some basic armor uh you guys can take it off and sell it later if you want but it's just like station wear armor okay i mean better than nothing right sure why don't i break that down since it's of little consequence to us <laughs> So, you know, he's laying down on the ground, cuffed up, and you guys are like, mm -hmm, mm, just taking his straps off. You take it over and throw it in basically a, a trash compactor, <laughs> and then it turns into little beans. 
He's like, oh. I'll, uh. I'm gonna have to pay for the replacement. I'll, uh, find, like, a rag or something to toss him so he can remain covered. <laughs> you can't put it on because he's cuffed, so it just, like, lands on his lap. Yeah, and he looks I'll drape it, it over him. There you go. That's <laughs> good as neat. Okay, uh, engineering, I assume? Yes, please. Oh, this is much better. That's a 32. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That's, yeah, you yield about as much as you had last time from less because of how well you did this. Cool. Now we have two gliders. There's four of us. One of us can fly. Two of us are small. Is that... What do you think? What do I this think? This sounds perfect to Uzi. When I'm looking at this, do I, do I, as an engineer, think that this has a shot at making it to the spire? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's on the fence, but you think with your skill, you have confidence. You know, if you were to work on it mainly without 5e getting in the way and Uzi oh. were to help you, you know, with the designs that he knows and then maybe you can improve on those a bit, you maybe could make this work. And then do the opposite of what Uzi thinks. No. <laughs> do you think we need one more? Some idea. I'm kind of thinking we need one more. I think if you don't put okay. skulls, how do enemy know that you're deadly? We're not trying to be overt here. No, no, he's got a point. <laughs> are, are you saying you want skulls on the? No, I was just, I was just referencing. Do you have any lying around? <laughs> Emperor's, the Emperor's new group. <laughs> uh, I think we need one more. Adam, what do you think about these? We got these last session, these defensive threads. Would that make a Ooh. good base for a third glider? That would be very solid, yes. Okay. I've also apparently got surplus armor. I could donate to the cause, too. Oh, there you go. Um, there's a, a second skin that I'm not using. We already established that skin was the primary component of <laughs> gliders, so this is yeah. perfect. And this is a polymer-based second skin. You had a so, second you know. skin lying around and you didn't tell us? <laughs> it's built into my armor modules. I can simply remove it. <laughs> Here you go. Excellent. It just it rolls up into this teeny little ball and just unroll it and it falls out to an entire suit. <laughs> Alright, do you want to give me a hand with this? Uh absolutely. Alright. Go ahead, give me one more engineering roll. Uh thirteen for the assist. Okay. You assist? Um, that gives me a 16. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a weak roll on my part. <laughs> Things are tough all over, man. <laughs> I, use I mean, you, you put it together. <laughs> at, <laughs> okay. You He's put it together kind mm -hmm. of like you put the other ones together. You, you kind of have it in pieces that you guys can, you know, assemble later because you don't want to just be running around town with a glider around your head. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, you look down and, you know, you're pretty proud of it. You, you think it's solid. Okay. All right. We've got our way in. Now we need our distraction. How did, how did we want to, I'm, I'm still down for like the hospital bed, slide him up to the front door thing, but I've... if you have a hospital bed lying around, then <laughs> no. I'm all for it. No. Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, is there like any other working vehicles or? There's lots of broken vehicles as I understand all around the oh, city. Oh yeah, they're lying everywhere. You guys passed a bunch of them on the way into the <laughs> compound. Yeah, could we possibly like strip one of all of its weight and roll it down a hill or something at this place? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what is the easiest way of making this work. I We could also just let him walk back. Yeah. That might help would be better. Less harm would come to him under those circumstances, yeah. I feel. I'm not trying to kill him. I just want to make like some sort of bigger noise. But if that's the easiest, yeah. let's, let's just, just do that. I oh, think so you I... guys actually aren't going to kill me? You're not here. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't doing we? this in the same room as me? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> he, he goes back, lays back down. What are you doing out of the chair? Close over himself. Should we attach signage to him of some nature? Something that says, fellow sentient, do not kill. <laughs> ah, I'm sure I'll be fine. He looks. They'll well, figure it out. Actually, he's not quite clothed the same as what he was earlier. I'm sure they'll recognize him. Someone will recognize it's him. It's so cold in this other room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll, Quiet you. We'll just leave him. Leave his hands bound, and uh, maybe put his tie pants up. on. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. Uh, <laughs> gag him, and I think that will be enough. He can make his way back. Uh, uh, I'll take already... that. That ra I think we can just use that rag that I had draped over him. Just tie it, <laughs> just stuff it in his mouth or something. Yummy. We're all full health, right? <laughs> oh, are we? Oh, that's a I good question. I'm all. I think I'm down a few stamina. I'm down a few hit points. Uh oh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it comes down to how much time do you guys want to spend? You know, you've already spent yeah. a little bit of time, a few hours looking around for this stuff. So, the, you know, the how long greatest adventures do you think we your have, luck hold? Greatest adventures we have is time. The longer we wait, the more risk we are at. Well, how far down is Pawns on magical resources, though? Because I think that would be a That's, clinching decision. That is exactly what Fair i was point. gonna check i don't think i used you anything. used a few when you were fighting against some of the as you call them so affectionately corn slugs that were hanging mm. from the ceiling i'm pretty <laughs> sure you rested. a few mind thrusts right yeah, yeah we rested since then though short rest maybe but i don't no, think we've only done short a long rest. rest you guys have not oh, really it down or, since you were at the church Ideally, I would want to do this at night, but mm. how, okay. <laughs> so, how, how much anytime, when, then. when has anything ever been <laughs> ideal for us? Fair. It only shows that I used one spell. I don't. That doesn't seem right. No, you used at least two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let. I think we have to long rest. We're about to go into a oh, huge you know potential firefight. Yeah. I have one of three, so I did use two. That's okay. what it is. Yeah. We're we're gonna have to take. We'll we'll go to sleep early. We'll wake up before dawn, or like just before dawn, as as close as we can, and still qualify for a long rest. Early to bed. Early to rise. Get yourself a nice breakfast. Get out there and just kill those soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it, Luca. <laughs> so you guys row down your bedrolls, snuggle up close to your captive, and 
lay down for a long rest. I'll Why just don't power you guys down. go ahead and give me perception rolls as you lay down. So you bed down and you already know that this base is on high alert. They're going to find out that one of their guys is missing sooner or later, but you feel the risk is worth it. So what are our perception rolls here? Scriff got a seven. A, a wonderful night's rest. Nothing Lucky disturbs number? that rat. <laughs> 17 for pawns. 17 for pawns. And how about 5e? 5e keeps his visual sensors up even while he's partially powered down and recharging. He gets a natural 20 for a result of 26. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Mm. <laughs> All right, so you're powered down, but your scanners are still going, sweeping the entire area. And during this rest, you hear patrols moving close by. You've definitely heard them down the hall into that big hallway with the spiraling staircase. But no one decides to look in every single apartment, in every single building. So you guys manage to get your entire rest, but you do know that there's a lot of activity right outside. And we're on the um, ceiling room, correct? Or the up. what is now the ceiling? Mm -hmm. Yes. OK, so that, yeah, it would be a lot of effort for them to come in and try to find us. That's good. Yeah, they would literally have to climb those right. railings and go into every room if they thought you guys were in this building. So at least we didn't leave a sign that's like, we are here, then we should be okay. <laughs> I will let them know about that when they're all awake the next morning, just as a, as a heads up. There are patrols looking for us, one pass close by. I think this location was too much trouble for them to come into and check. Mm, we do need to find even higher ground, I'm assuming, though, for the gliders, right? Physics would dictate as such, yes. As well. you tell it to a floating brain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see. Phys yeah, physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Regarding that and going, such as they are. Uh, are, we, are, we, <laughs> are we ready to begin then? Sozi is always ready. So we take the guy, we open the door in the ground and toss the guy down <laughs> Drop below. Drop him down a floor. Yeah. What? I guess. <laughs> Send him out the door we came in. Thank from. you for all your help. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You're free now. Don't come back. Be free. Um, Butterfly yeah. in the sky. You oh. know, is is there oh. is there any? Um... <laughs> you guys are effectively on the second floor, so yeah. Is there any uh, places the with height door. advantage? Like we could, Say again? Is there any places within a, a, a quick walk or float that we could uh, descend into the town from? There's the window that you guys had looked out on the compound with. The door you came through leads back into that hall. But as this building is sideways, the mm -hmm. exits are, you know, towards the inside. Okay. Less than the we'll, outside. we'll have to go to another building to get a height advantage. All right. Let's let him go. I'll uh, tie up his, you know, I'll like gag him, uh, 
and say, you're free to go back to your family. Say hi to Palma for us. Uh, I'll look over to Uzi. <laughs> Uzi, you haven't eaten that Crystal Crunchies yet, have you? His eyes dart back and forth a little bit. Why? I'm going to need it. Um, and uh, he's going to stick out his hand. <laughs> and candy from a goblin heartless person but I'm gonna give it to uh, I remember his name it was Herdor 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 I, I don't know how to pronounce it Hodor Hodor uh, no. uh, yeah Herdor was his name Herdor uh, I'll give it to Herdor and say hi to Palma for us so Scriff has a little bit of a soft spot for families because he grew up in a large family and you know taking care of younger siblings was always part of how he was raised so it's kind of transitioned to taking care of kids and acknowledging that it's, it's a tough job so I'm gonna give him the candy bar as like a suggestion give this to your son so Uzi has to give over his candy bar that he was so excited about no. But, you know, he he sees what you're saying, and Uzi's this guy who, you know, you've gotten from context clues that he doesn't have a great relationship with his clan, and so, you know, maybe he might feel sympathy towards, you know, people who are trying to make family work. So he gives it over, and you hand it to Herder, and as you hand Herder this candy bar, the GM hands you a lollipop. The GM <laughs> hands you a popsicle. Yeah! Oh, oh. Actually, popsicles are better. Oh, we haven't gotten a popsicle in a long time. Maybe we should do a reminder of what they do. Oh, you're gonna make me do a rundown again. I think it would okay. be for the best. All right, so popsicles are a delicious icy treat. And we know that what part. they will Oh, you've, wait, you've had popsicles before? <laughs> but have you had popsicles ones. that let you re-roll D20s in, you know, situations? I rolled a nat one. I'd like to use a popsicle to fix that. And it also doesn't let you go below a 10. So you cannot have another one, say, if you roll another natural one or something like that. It automatically becomes a 10 plus your bonus because you still get that bonus. You also can make your damage dice explode. So that means you can re-roll and like, uh, you roll the max damage on your dice, it explodes, you get to roll another one of those die. Oh look, you hit another max damage, it goes again. You know, it can go as far as your luck holds out. Uh, you can Ooh. also, my favorite, which we haven't used yet because we only had one of these popsicles. Uh, if someone says something out of character, you can be like, bam, popsicle. That's in game now. You said that. Hilarity yeah, I'm, ensues. It's going to have me as well. A tasty popsicle. <laughs> oh, yes. And finally, you can use an untrained skill as if you had ranks in an equal to half your level. So if someone's dying and you don't have medicine, you can use it and still have a decent chance of making it work. So popsicles, pretty magical, and they don't come up often. I just, my heart was touched by you 
viciously kicking that goblin in the shins and taking his crunchies and giving them to someone else. Oh, wait. <laughs> Which part of that was the part that you liked so I can remember to do that again? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I, I know I can't I can't give you that kind of information. That insight into my mind is far too valuable. That would not be ethical. Well, I, right. I, I have a soft spot for Uzi, so I don't want to harm Uzi any more than I have to. That's fair. And like I said, he he felt for it, too. So, you know, he was willing to give it over, even though it's his favorite snack, aside from rotting meats. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so you let this guy go. He, wearing just his skivvies, climbs out of the apartment, down the railing, gives a last look up at you guys with a little bit of mixture Wait. of apprehension, a little confusion, but also glad that you guys are yeah, we'll, actually we'll stand, letting him go. We'll stand in the window as he leaves the building, and we're all standing at the window like... Just bye, waving bye. slowly, slowly, <laughs> creepy smiles, <laughs> unblinking. Like, we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Robot waves. Scriff, Scriff ro- reaches over with an oil can. <laughs> yeah, oils up that hinge. <laughs> well, okay, so you guys let him gone. go. Uzi. But that also means you don't have a whole lot of time. Mm. Uzi. Take us to high ground. It's time to fly. <laughs> he starts laughing maniacally. Yeah, where uh, we got to find out where to go now. <laughs> we want to go. Uh, so ideally, I, I want to go up. Yes, that is top priority. Second priority. We want to priority. Top priority is being on top. Uh, <laughs> we w- also want to be on. Based on that guy's description. Uh, of the facility that he gave us, we want to be on the side that's going to have that platform that he said was broken that takes cars up the building. So, okay. Yeah, so you guys actually had noticed that platform when you did a scout of the area. And in the description, you recall, it actually goes around all of the sides. It kind of juts out in this... Not necessarily round disc, but it goes around in a circle. Okay. So, so it's like a, it's like a circular. I don't, I don't know how else to describe this. Like the thing it's you like get a, your luggage like off deck. at an airport, but it like it's, it can go yeah. up and down. It's like a patio, an outdoor like patio deck, that goes but... up and down. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> it's the space right. needle, but upside down. <laughs> It, well, it's... that building Maybe? is that building is the interesting one. It, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, because uh, mm-hmm. it it's on this floor, but then it goes all the way up to where like the other half of the city is, where it's inverted. Like this, yeah, this building recall, is yeah. like a tower that connects both the lower and upper, for lack of a better description. Correct, you. Mm-hmm recall it being a support beam when you yeah. looked at it with your engineering eyes and somewhere in there we're probably going to invert gravity and it's going to get weird mm, <laughs> i don't know i don't know i feel like the buildings might just be upside down we'll they see could though. be um yeah so where what's the best way to get out of here and find some high ground adam we just need to stealth 
Well, you know that there are towers all over the place, so yeah, you if you want to try to avoid getting caught, I'm gonna need some good stealth rolls. How about mediocre stealth rolls? No. I guess I would accept that, but only because I would find it hilarious. And our 5e gets a 23 to pick his way across the rubble and up one of the spires. That's not even slightly mediocre. <laughs> Scriff got an 8. Ah, now we're talking. Very mediocre. <laughs> Bad. And how about pawns? Fortunately, with no bonuses, a natural 20. Thank you. <laughs> Very lucky that that happened because, uh, uh, moving on. All right. So, no reason. Oh, yeah. Very control? lucky because, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm sure everything's fine. I wouldn't yeah, worry we about forgot. that at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, you guys head down to the door of this apartment, which was, you know, sideways, horizontal look down and around see if there's any of these patrols nearby you don't hear anything so you start climbing down the railing once again looking around you're also having to carry these gliders with you so it's making maneuvering this an engineering feat in and of itself mm -hmm. just to get down this thing but you manage to get down. Scriff only drops like five things. <laughs> a cat, apparently. A cat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking around. No, Lizzie was, like, was saving cats. I don't, I don't have a mute on my mic anymore. Cat, cat, turn on the mute. We're trying to be stealthy here. Me. Uh, understood. Beep. <laughs> All right. So you guys managed to make it down. Scriff only dropped a few things. A, you know, a wrench that clangs down somehow every single rung of the ladder. And as you get down, you get onto the plank platforms and start heading towards the opposite direction of where you dropped off that guy, sent him back home to give yourself as much time as possible. And as you get to the end of the building, the opening, you hear people around the other corner you hear several footsteps and have to duck behind some things the lampshades nearby pawns puts it back yes. on <laughs> <laughs> because of that natural 20 counteracting that seven or eight whatever it was the scriff got you guys managed to hide in the shadows and let them go by as they walk down the hallway that you had just come from Cool. Okay. And then you keep yeah. moving, looking for the tallest building you can find that still has somewhere that you could launch these gliders out of. Everyone give them perception roll as you hit the streets. What do you guys got Apparently for me? Apparently my go-to number tonight is a 13. Scriff got a dirty Oof. 20. It's a 20, 20 and a 22. Okay, with your powers combined, you guys do manage to find a building. You see one that goes up just until it's about to be out of your vision. And you see that the top of the building is just missing. Think, hmm, we could probably find a flat section over there that we could take off from. So you head that way. 
you're seeing patrols moving pretty consistently, hearing vehicles drive by. You have to duck under tables occasionally inside these buildings. And eventually you get to this building that as you go into the entrance, it's a fairly sizable affair, but isn't particularly well furnished. It's just this very basic office building. You head over and you see just against hope, you press the button to see if the elevator works <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> and then you, you all sadly look over at the arrow that points to the stairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I feel like we all look kind of at Scriff for just a second and they're like, he can fix it, right? <laughs> Maybe not. And then we look over the stairs. I can try. You don't even need to roll to know that there is just no power to this building. Mm. So okay. even if it's fixed, how do you make it move? Okay. Um, yep, we're taking the stairs. All right. Is so the elevator I'm... at like a 45 too? <laughs> this is a different building. You guys found one that was still okay. straight up That's and right. down. That's right. Otherwise, that would be... Uh, fairly unpleasant to try to walk upstairs at an angle. It's like an MC Escher painting or something. <laughs> it would be like straight up and then flat. I don't know. <laughs> How did it even work? I have no idea. But I am going to need as you climb up these stairs a fortitude save. Ugh, Basically, okay. your endurance as you climb up these stairs you know, you're watching the numbers go by 10, 20, 30, 40, 75. You're getting up these just stairs, fly just getting up exhausted. The center of the, <laughs> up. Yeah, those balls just fly straight up the center yeah, of the for staircase. Him, because the he kind of has boarding. to help. <laughs> you have to help carry these gliders, too, you know. Oh, that's true. It's <laughs> a mental exertion. All right. I'll make that's it. That's right. Uh, 13. 15 for 5. 13. 19 All right. Lucky for you, that was only a DC 10. So all of That's you good. managed to make your way up these stairs. If you had failed, you might have been a bit fatigued. You guys climb for a couple hours over almost 200 flights of stairs. And you get to this level where it suddenly disappears and you emerge into this level that has just the bare foundations of walls. You can see where apartments used to be, judging by the snapped off pieces of foundation, where somehow this building was just knocked off from the top down. So like the building is literally split? The building is shaved. Oh, is it, gotcha. Is it gotcha. upside down also? This is one of the upright buildings. So okay. something either hit the building or whatever mm -hmm. happened, it removed almost cleanly from this level up. Hmm. And okay. you walk over looking around this building to the edge and you can see down way below there's the lights of the compound. You can still see the movement of vehicles with headlights moving around. Things look like ants down there. 
And as you look over, you can also see that platform. And the reason you can see it so much better now is because now that you're looking at it from above, you can see it's actually lighted on part of it. And that's okay. That's the platform for the, the cars that used to get lifted up. Correct. To the top. Okay. Towards the tower. Okay. Are uh, we close enough that we can like see individuals walking around in the compound? Well, like I said, down below, they kind of look like ants. So you can see a lot of movement, but it's hard to keep track of them. And okay. over on the platform, you don't see anyone just blatantly standing there. Okay. You see what looks like heaps of something, but it's kind of hard to tell from here. So it looks relatively clear to our landing zone. It does. Okay. Well, it's now or never, I guess. Do we have any What does he say now? Ready? Uzi doesn't want to choose never. Can we go now instead? What is the survival rate of goblins who use these gliders? Why would we keep track? <laughs> That's sufficient data. Thank you. Uzi has yet it's, to die from doing this. It's fine, 5e. Remember, I built them. I obviously can't build things poorly, right? Uh, right? Uh, Uzi thinks they're really nice looking. Your skills as an engineer <laughs> are nigh unparalleled, sir. Did you get those, those skulls that we asked for? <laughs> Uzi oh, sorry, tried I was to find skulls. All out of skulls. Ow. You let one skull get away. Don't know why we did that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, mine's somewhat missing, but you know. Very well. <laughs> did you, wait, did Pons have skull? The thought of my CPU operating without extensive shielding around it makes me very uncomfortable. May we fly the death machine now? <laughs> All right. Yeah! All right, who's uh, taking point? <laughs> so five, he will volunteer to take a glider and grab Uzi. <laughs> and just put him <laughs> just under like one arm, arm carry. Start. We've got, we we've three? got three gliders, right? I thought we had, yes. Pawns can fly. I'll be okay. Oh, okay, so, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I think Pawns doesn't need one, right? And then everyone else has one. But will he be at, at will he be at a disadvantage of moving a lot slower than us though? Most likely the case. Hmm. But it's kind well, I can of hold on to one. See what you want. I, to yeah, you could you could share one with someone and I'll just kind of guide one. it. Yeah. Who who is the worst <laughs> pilot? That person should have <laughs> flying assistance. Uh, I don't have well, any. Fortunately, yeah, I think we found that out when you guys were trying to pilot the crane machine. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> I've got oh. it. Yeah, but, but he doesn't he actually have is... to pilot if Why? he's flying. <laughs> I've got a six pilot check, so. I've got a three. Yeah, I've got nothing. But you don't need okay. piloting to fly. That's an acrobatics check. Oh. Which is You're definitely special. better. Well, which are we rolling here? <laughs> yeah, though? way better at acrobatics. That's... We're rolling probably. Well, yeah, you okay, guys sorry. who cannot fly will be rolling piloting checks because you will be piloting an aircraft. Those of you who can fly are just going to try to hang on and keep up with your innate flying capabilities, nice. which is quite a bit easier. Scriff unfurls the wings that he was hiding inside of his armor. This <laughs> just whole time. He was a bird the entire time. <laughs> okay, I think it's... Finally, time for goblin gliders. I'm, so I'm excited and scared. And give me some checks. And just to make sure, since this means I will need to roll something, you guys are going to have Uzi fly his own. Yep. 
Yeah, I guess so. Okay. 5e's piloting oh, check is an 18. <laughs> Hello! Once again, Tundra oh, has graced us with his glorious presence. <laughs> his beautiful. Bye, Tundra. I am rolling... <laughs> I am rolling acrobatics, right? You are rolling acrobatics. Okay. Right, that was an 18 for Bonds. Yay, we're buddies. Scriff got a 10. <laughs> Nothing bad happens on 10. No. All right. So you guys find a strip of the platform, what used to be a hallway, that gives you a good run up to this, the edge over into the darkness hook on these goblin gliders and you ready up and you said you're going first right 5e yep. okay so 5e takes off running scriff falls right behind then comes uzi pawns bringing up the rear and you guys run as fast as you can your motors are firing on all cylinders 5e as you take off into the air over this nothingness, aiming for a platform in the distance. You see down below all these people, you hope that you're not ever going to see them up close anytime soon. You sail through the air, the winds just <laughs> blowing by you. You can't hear anything else because of how fast these things are moving. They are going down at a much harder slant than you figured at first. So you have to really <laughs> fight to angle this thing back up. It's <laughs> swerving from side to side, trying to keep moving as you guys are heading towards this platform, generally speaking. No. <laughs> no. You see, as you guys start narrowing in on the platform, the crappy glider, the <laughs> ring on it starts to, <laughs> the stitches start coming off oh, of the no. dresses that you guys used for it. And you see, as you're just about to get to this platform, Uzi starts plummeting straight down towards the building below you guys. No. And as you hit this metal platform and land on it, tuck and roll, let the gliders slide off to the side. You hear the shattering of a window down below. No! As you land on this platform with your goblin, nowhere to be seen. Oh no. Oh crap. We have an Uzi down. We Uzi'd the Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> and you got mad at my oozy woozy joke. Wow. <laughs> I <know. laughs> yep, that's a uh, He's. Does he still have that makeshift radio that I made for him? Yeah. You I'll, still. I'll like, you radio, never took it from him. Radio him. Oozy, are you okay? Can you hear us? You hear nothing. You know that this is only a one-way radio to that side, so that could just mean he can't respond to you, or it could mean something worse. Oh, that's right. It's only one way. Hans, <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, yeah. can you see him? Do you know where he went? I, I, I think he landed down below. Sounded like glass shattering. Uh, Adam, can I get close yeah, this... enough? You can... Uh, float down 
under the platform and take a look if you'd like, yes. I'd probably get spotted. I need to keep going. Pawns, if you want to spend as much time as you can, but we need to keep moving. I'm going to try and get this platform working. I'm going to get to work. Okay. 5e, I think you might need to give me a hand. Absolutely. You are on is large and open with reaching arches that separate four different elevator shafts housed in the middle. Several disassembled vehicles scatter the surrounding area along with various tools that look like they've been used for maintenance or some kind of repairs. Floodlights are mounted on these arches above and give some light to where you guys are standing. Ivy turns to Scriff and, and says, what do you need me to do? Um, do we have a, a like a console, control console for this uh, lift? You look around in the area and you realize that you've had a little bit of misconception on how this area works. This platform is stationary from what you can see, but there are several cargo elevators in the middle of this tower that take things up and down. The tower here is stationary so that maybe vehicles could land and then the vehicle will be transported different places. People can go up or down. This seems like a juncture area as opposed to a moving platform. Mm. So we could take our gliders with us is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Theoretically, yes. All right. <laughs> that might be our escape plan. <laughs> you look around as you land on the platform, and near these tools, you see a vehicle that looks like it's been put together by several different parts of other vehicles. They've been welded on and grafted into place. And what you're looking at is this kind of monstrosity of a vehicle. It's missing components, very obviously, that are being worked on. There's just pieces lying around on the ground. And there's also a small readout scanner that's indicating how certain pieces are unworking. This computer thing's not functioning. But it looks like a hack job of a Mad Max-looking vehicle. Oh, if only we had time. Yeah, maybe another getaway option there. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I really don't want to leave Uzi behind. While Pons is looking for Uzi, I'm, I'm going to search the vehicle. And then when that's okay. done, I think we're out of time. We got to keep moving. Is the we'll, we'll let okay. Uzi know that we're moving, that we're going up the elevator and we'll tell him we'll radio him like where we go. But beyond that, I think he's going to have to find his own way. Adam, is that beige thing on the south side of the map supposed to be one of the lift platforms? The beige thing, you see that it's a mattress that has been laid down here. It's bigger than you would ever need. This thing's maybe 10 feet or so long. And you see that instead of a pillow, there's actually a concrete block block. sitting there, a cinder block. (laughs) But you also notice there there's a small backpack leaned up against this thing. Okay, so where where are the main platforms then to travel upwards? They are in the center of this tower. It's like a core of elevators that mm-hmm. everything else is housing. Okay. Uh, Scriff, go ahead, give me perception roll as you look around in this area. 
And if there's anything particular about the vehicle you want to know, you can give me engineering too. Okay, I'll say, Pons, see if you can find 5e while we search the area, but don't oh, take I too long. Oh, I found him. Yeah, he's right there. I have been present the entire time. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go find Uzi. <laughs> I meant I'm uh, Uzi. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Let's, uh, uh, can I do that real fast, Adam? Like, yeah. duck down below and see if I see his crash landing. Like, is there a little splatter on a window? Or is it like, <laughs> hey, he made it through you safely? float down and you find the one window that is broken and you notice most of them are actually intact, surprisingly. And mm. as you move in, you see into a dark room, you see the glider smashed up and torn apart inside this room. You see a few drops of blood, but you see no goblin. Hey, I, guys, I think either he ran off or maybe he's on his way already. But I don't, I don't see him in the in the room he crashed in. We'll have to keep an eye out for him. You know, we don't have time to wait. Yeah, I'll float uh, back I up. Got a, I got an eleven on my perception check. Okay. Looking in this area around this car, you see a couple things that might actually be useful if you felt like bringing them with you. You see laying nearby is this portable grinder sitting on the ground. You also see that the scanner taking visual imaging of this car could also be attached. You notice it is a shotgun microphone scanner. Fivey, do you open that backpack? Um, yes, I will move over there and inspect that in case there is something useful. You know, might be this belonging to a mechanic. Yeah, you, you pull open the backpack and you look inside and you see there's a large pair of boots. You look them over and you can tell that they're mag boots. These are boots that are used for attaching to the surface of spaceships so you don't float away. They have giant magnets on the bottom of that them. That is super nice. cool. You also pull up this little discus and you, you press the button on it and a hologram pops up and it's the hologram of a Vesk sitting on a very sleek looking car holding a wrench over their shoulder kind of covered in grease it looks kind of like a pinup but in holograph form huh <laughs> cool <laughs> okay and you think that it might have some value if say sold to the right person all right Noted. <laughs> All right. Does this look like th this would be like the bedding hangout for a Vesk who's like nine feet tall? It wouldn't take much of a deduction to put that one together. All right. Hmm. Just want to make sure I'm on the right track here. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's maybe a few scales. They just like brush off the bed. All right. Um, That's pretty weird. I will let Scriff know that I found those. Um, okay. And just say, say in passing. Uh, unless somebody else needs them, I might actually equip these. Could come in handy. No objection here. Very good. Ivy begins to strap the boots on over his chassis. The one thing you notice as you're putting these boots on is your feet just slide into it super easily and slide back out because these boots are a size too big for you. Now, they could be refitted and... It would take an engineering check to change that. 
like you would do, say, armor you found that's too big. You can rebuild it a little bit to fit you. These boots are huge. Just got to replace the shoelaces and duct tape the tops of them, right? A little <laughs> you bit. You just duct tape yeah. a whole lot. I'll just put in power laces like Back to the Future Part 2. Problem solved. Ah. <laughs> if those don't exist in Starfinder, that is a crime. <laughs> I want my hoverboard, damn it. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, it would. You wouldn't be able to put them on right now. Is basically what that. All right, no worries. To. I'll just uh, stow them and keep them for later. You taking the okay. pin up too? Of the, the sexy. I desk? will just probably give it to Scriff <laughs> and, and say, this may have some sort of cultural value. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> 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 Tucks that like, away. Scriff, we need to go. We need to Scriff. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd like us to move on now. <laughs> Cut scene All forwards. Right. What are we doing next? Pawns, we're you... out of time. If you haven't found Uzi, we're going to have to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he, I don't know where he went. Uh, let's get to those elevators as fast as we can then. All right. Go into the elevators. Following. Okay. You head over to the elevators, and as you get close to these things, you look at the buttons, and you see that the manual control has been disabled. Scriff starts looking it over, like, maybe I can get in here. And as you do, you hear inside one of these elevator shafts the noise of something moving. There's a gear in there that's creaking. As this elevator moves, you can hear it coming down towards you. You look around to see which elevator it comes from, and the one that seems to be moving is this large open area. You can see through the slits in the... It's almost like a, uh, a cell door. Mm. That looks like it will raise up when an elevator arrives. Do you do anything as this you hear this sound coming towards you? Are we at danger of being noticed? No, not as far as you can tell. I mean, if you stood directly in front of this gate, potentially, yes. But uh, otherwise, you could back off a little bit. You could hide in a shadow. It's kind of up to you how you oh, because there could be units in it currently. Yeah, we, we so need to get it's coming up from we above. Need... It's coming above. down. Correct. We need to go up. We can still do that, right? I mean, you can try to work on one of these other elevators. Yes. Or yeah. you can try to hijack this one. Hmm. Uh, no, I'll try and work on one of the other elevators. Yeah, I agree. I think that's okay. I'm going to okay. hide as this other elevator comes okay. down. 5e. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to assist Griffin however I can, so I'll probably just drop an engineering check to pile onto his. Okay. You two give me engineering, and then a pawns give me that stealth. You hear the elevator up above coming ever closer, 16. getting louder. Well, 16. you definitely get assisted with the 26. <laughs> okay, I got a 27, so that'll make it a 29. Awesome wow. sauce. Very good. All right, you pop off the panel and start getting into the wires, trying to override 
this lock that's on the system. 5e's getting in there, and this time he's actually doing something healthful. He's like, I know what's going on here, I can help. <laughs> Pawns hides back in the shadows and watches as this elevator pulls into place and makes this thud noise as it comes to a stop. On our floor. On uh-huh. your floor. Of course on our Ooh. floor. It wouldn't be anything other than our Ooh. floor. It just passes. It goes like one below yeah, us. Yeah, it just keeps <laughs> going. <laughs> like, no, no, that was easy. And there was no danger whatsoever. <laughs> and then there was no adventure that day. <laughs> None at all. Through <laughs> the slits in the bars. Pawns, through the slits in the bars, you can see a figure moving around towards the back of this expansive elevator. And as the door slowly opens, the first section lifts up into place, and you can see a large desk made entirely out of welded metal. As the second door goes up, you see that there is a crudely made weight set out of reinforced beams and various bulky metal objects lying around. The third is a hammer, so large that if Scriff was laying down, he would be about the size of the hammerhead. A the final thing hammer? you see, hmm. a creature oh. no less than 10 feet standing back facing you. Its swaying tail is covered in scars and missing scales. As they turn, the telltale signs of a vesk begin to come into view. However, the features are elongated and more jagged, wild and unnaturally rough. Their green coloring is sporadically faded and the armor they wear looks like it's been welded together and stitched up out of several different suits, just as rough as its wearer. A swath of black material forms an eye patch covering a large portion of its face. As the Vesk turns to walk towards the weight set, you can see that in his right arm, he's holding a Sheeran bodily. The Sheeran is missing arms on one side. The other has a normal arm and a mechanical arm bound together with her torso. The Vesk walks over, lifts up the Sheeran and hooks it on the weight set. He turns, looks out of the elevator, and we'll see you in chapter 11. Oh my god. Oh. No! <laughs> Boss fight came to us and we still didn't get to fight him this time. Oh. <laughs> when life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by... Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. 
the Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.